And hey there, welcome to Lifer, the Bartender Survival Guide podcast where we have stories and expert advice. And I'm your host, John Robinson. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Lifer. The first episode, we made it. Yay! In this episode, we'll delve into the most common question I get regarding restaurant work, and that's how to get hired. My guest is Elizabeth Ekman from EHS Hospitality. Liz has been a restaurant recruiter for over nine years. She's also the co-owner of Colorado Marketing. Liz and I will go over five secrets of the pros to getting hired in the restaurant of your choosing or just getting your foot in the door. So if you want some tips on finding the right spot, interviewing, or impressing the hiring manager, stay tuned. These five tips will be listed below in the show notes uh, as well as Liz's contact information. Thanks again for subscribing to Lifer. And without further ado, I give you Liz Ekman. Welcome, Liz. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sonny. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Basically, Liz, what we're going to look at is kind of how to get hired. And I want to go into how to get fired later as well. But mostly, I would say the most common question I get is how do I get a job in restaurants? And there are some common things that we could tell people regarding how to get a job. Uh, And so I have kind of the five most important things to do when looking for a job. First of all, if if you're looking for a job in restaurant, choosing the right spot is going to be top on the list. Visit multiple establishments to see which one you would like to work at the most. Uh, What do you think about that, Liz? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one's really important, especially if you are... Uh, a little bit newer, um, you want to make sure that you find yourself in a restaurant that, well, I guess if you're younger, you know, you want to look for a place that's got good food, maybe your friends are there. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, ownership or management team that's going to work with your schedule. Oh, yeah. Um, If they're looking for part-time, full-time work, um, backgrounds on the restaurants, if there's more than one, they have a couple restaurants here in the Twin Cities. And I would even go so far as kind of asking around. I mean, obviously, you know, our industry is really small. However, it is also very large. So using your network as well of people that work with other people to kind of find out what it's like to work in some of those establishments. So doing the lead work ahead of time before you even put your application in is definitely important. Yeah, that's such a great point uh, as far as asking around, right? Like if you go in a restaurant and you're like, ah, this looks pretty good. Asking the host or the bartender, hey, are there any cool restaurants around that are hiring? That's a great way to like just find out who's hiring and what places are good to work at. Just say you walk into, uh, I'm just using a random name, Frank's Restaurant, and they say, <laughs> don't apply at Paul's Restaurant because I hear it's a nightmare to work there. You've just saved yourself, you know, days, if not weeks, if not months of time, because mm-hmm. uh, you might have interviewed there, got hired there, and then you're like, this place sucks. And then the next thing that we've we kind of covered indirectly is is showing up in person, right? Unless it's specified, and mm-hmm. unless you're looking on Craigslist and they say, please mm-hmm. online or uh, apply online only. But showing up in person is is really important. What do you mm-hmm. think about that, Liz? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, also just to kind of piggyback on that point, showing up at an appropriate time in person. Uh, yes. When you're following up with your application or resume, um, or obviously you want to drop one and fill it out with, uh, sorry, drop a resume with your application and fill it out. In the restaurant industry, there is definitely an appropriate time to do so. Um, so I would not encourage someone to um, ask to speak to a manager about being hired, um, let's say, brunch time on a Sunday. Absolutely. Or 7.30 on a, on a Saturday night. Yeah, definitely an appropriate time to do so. And I would also say um, call and leave messages as well. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. But to your point, initially, show up in person. Fill out the application, speak to the manager, have your resume ready. Um, and you're already making an impression by showing that initiative. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you show up, look good, right? <laughs> Don't roll out oh, of bed yeah. and show up. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I should put a catalyst on that. Look good how you think you look good. Don't look good. Uh, don't look how you think the manager should think that you look good because it's, uh, it, so many restaurants are, are looking for unique personalities all the time. Right. And, and, and if you have red hair and tattoos all over, uh, and you're like, Oh, I've, I've got to hide my hair and cover up my tattoos. <laughs> you know what? That might work against you because they're going to be like, no, we need, you know, for a lack of a better term, a spunky person. Right. Sure. Yeah. Being your authentic self, 100%, um, because the things that make you unique are what they're looking for, just like you said. Obviously, you know, there's such thing as being interview ready and um, looking professional. But I I do like to remind candidates as I I send people out. My job is to send resumes out to my clients. I like to remind them that if you aren't feeling really confident in what you're wearing or how you're showing up in that moment, take a deep breath and just remember that like a first impression lasts what five, 10, 20 seconds. The lasting impression is going to be what you're talking about and how you're presenting yourself, how you're talking about your work history or what values can you bring to the table and that you've done your homework and that, uh, you know what the restaurant's about and that you want to work there and how you can convey that in the interview. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, uh, and, and then I have one more thing. Uh, when you show up, remember to treat everyone with respect. Uh, a lot of times when you're handing off that resume and you give it to the host, the host is going to take that resume to the hiring manager. And a lot of the times the hiring manager, uh, she'll say to the host, what, what did you think of her? Or what did you think of him? If you were rude to that host, guess guess what that hiring manager's first impression is of you, right? Yeah, you yeah. probably have just let your resume go straight into the trash. Uh, if if mm-hmm. that host says, eh, he was pretty mean to me, guess what? I, I don't even know if that uh, the manager is going to even look at the resume. So Absolutely. Treat people with respect all around. Uh, all around that process. You're absolutely right. One of the things that I was told very early on in, in uh, my restaurant career is um, one of my first jobs at a college, I worked at Manny's. That's how I met you. Kind of that crowd of everyone running around. And I was a little bit younger, but part of the training when we were moving from the um, Hyatt to the Fauché Towers, they said, sometimes you were the first, last, and only impression that people have of this establishment. 
Um, you are quite literally the face of this restaurant. Um, and so you want to make sure that every single guest is greeted like a lasting guest. I love so, it. Yeah. In that same vein, as you're, as an applicant is walking through the door, that impression matters as well. Yeah. So true. So true. And, and, and kind of piggybacking on, uh, the resume, have a resume when, when you show up, I should say this is just, oh, so this is rule number three kind of, and that's have a resume ready at all times, build your resume now. So you don't have to look up names and addresses when you are applying, when you need to apply, uh, for jobs, mm-hmm. because showing up, uh, to a restaurant and they say, yeah, you want to fill out a, a resume right here. If you don't have all those names and contacts, you might have to say, oh, okay, let me bring it back tomorrow. Well, that might've been your opportunity when you showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was I, I would say just to kind of reiterate to make sure that you have a, a prepared resume, um, numbers always look good, especially if you're a little bit more in a management position. Um, I like to see ownership language on resumes because then you you will know that they have a sense of what those responsibilities are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have a little bit more experience is what you're getting at and you're, you're kind mm-hmm. of applying for those lead bartender or uh, general manager or assistant manager positions, having that ownership language in your resume uh, ready to go uh, is something mm-hmm. important. Also, uh, having a cover letter uh, designated specifically for the place you're applying for is a good one uh, as well, instead of showing up kind of with a generic uh, resume. That's all always nice to kind of have a cover letter. Uh, let's stick with Frank's restaurant. You know, I, I want to work at Frank or I'm applying at Frank's restaurant. I want to work at Frank's restaurant because, uh, what appeals to me about this. So they know a lot of times they're not even going to get past the cover letter or into the resume if they don't have a cover letter. And bring, uh, and then when you go to that interview, bring another copy of that resume. Your resume might have gotten lost. Managers have 15 things to do every, every five minutes. And so if you get that, or if slash when you get that interview, you really want to bring another copy of it. Uh, and you were talking to me uh, before we started recording, Liz, about preparing for an interview with, uh, with questions. Uh, could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, kind of what we've been building on a little bit here is um, showing intent with your application, doing the research, um, knowing a little bit about the restaurant, the ownership before you show up. I always encourage people to have questions for the company. Um, Even if you've done research on the restaurant, you definitely want to make sure that that is conveyed in an interview that says a lot to someone that is going to be hiring you that you've spent the time to look into the locations, the new restaurant opening, the first one, the story. You go on restaurant websites and they have mission statements. Uh, they have stories about the owners. So yeah. um, that's one piece. The second piece with the questions is everyone has goals, right? Your goal mm-hmm. will be, I want to be a server at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, the manager's goal could be, I need to find a server that will work five days a week and, and these shifts and they have to do uh, really well. I want them to be a team player, but then you go up to the GM and the GM is like, well, we have to hit these sales goals and we have to hit our labor numbers. And so everyone has long-term, short-term goals in a restaurant. So I always encourage, uh, I love this time of year 
because I encourage the candidates to go in there and say and talk about what happened in 20 and 21 that you were maybe not able to achieve. How are you realigning or how are you changing um, your goals for 2022? And when you're filling this position, as soon as this person has done training, how can they help you actualize and realize and meet those goals um, that this restaurant has? Is it sales? Is it kind of filling in shifts because everyone is short staffed? Is it dependability or reliability? And then also using that opportunity to reiterate some of, some of your points that you've brought to the table. But that being said, the silver lining is, uh, or the double-edged sword of this, is I don't encourage people to put things on their resume to kind of put them on their resume or interview. Uh, uh, This is just coming to me right now. Uh, Also remember that as you go through interviews, you're going to get better. So remember that maybe your first two interviews go terribly. And this is kind of what I, uh, I wanted to go over is, is don't be afraid of rejection. And a lot of times that those first two or three interviews you go on aren't going to go as well uh, as you might want to. And just know that you're going to get better uh, every time you go in to an interview. You know how we said, uh, make sure to go to the the places you want. Uh, maybe if you want to practice your interviews, <laughs> if you can get yeah. an, uh, if you can get a, an interview uh, at a place you don't want, uh, knowing you don't want the job, uh, use the opportunity <laughs> as you know what I mean, like uh, yeah. as an opportunity to hone your your interview mm-hmm. uh, skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, definitely kind of an unrealized skill in the process. We put a lot of weight in the resumes, cover letters, like you said, uh, how to use descriptions and make sure that the resume is up to date, you've got good references. And you could be one of the best bartenders in the world. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be a little nervous in an interview. So you have a really great book, practice in front of a mirror, practice with your friends. And also know that the managers know that you're nervous. <laughs> so don't too critical on yourself. <laughs> yes. I know. I, I always oh, like to tell yeah. candidates, um, I say, take a deep breath. If you are nervous, tell them you're nervous. Ah, so good. I'm nervous. I haven't had to interview for a job in over six years. I, I just need to kind of calm down a little bit and, Everyone has been in these shoes. Everyone has been on both sides of the table. So actually secondarily to that is if they don't understand a question, because lingo is not always the same. Hmm. If they don't understand the question, ask them to rephrase it. So uh, so go, moving on to our uh, our fifth one, that's being open to learning and trade learning and training. So like uh, your service should be in the style of, uh, that the restaurant wants, uh, and then you'll be able to add your own personal touches kind of think about that when you're when you are applying and looking for jobs. One that's kind of been the carried theme throughout is be your most unique authentic self. Um, yeah. but that doesn't mean if they say no flair bartending that you're not like tossing bottles <laughs> up in the air, right? So yes, yeah, that's a really great point. Mad respect to the flair bartenders out there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I will not attempt. I don't have those skills. I think at one point maybe you have, you have tried to teach me, um, but um, I, I, I think yeah, kind of yeah, maybe for a year or two, I I tried to tried to flip a couple of different things, but boy, oh boy, those 
Those, uh, those Jeff Rogers and those Paul Trezankos out there are just, uh, they're different breeds of animal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of the overview on how to get hired. Uh, I just wanted to touch quick, Liz, on, on getting fired. <laughs> yeah. So there's kind of three things, uh, three main things I think that people should uh, remember. The first thing would be, um, don't worry about it. We work in stressful environments, and sometimes it just happens. You might snap at the wrong person. You might forget about a shift that you said you'd cover or that you signed up for, uh, and that's why you end up getting fired, just because for something everybody does every day, forgetting something. But once it happens, you kind of want to know how to deal with it effectively, because a lot of times we're, we're not having as service professionals, we're not having huge bank accounts, right? We don't have this six months of cash saved, even though that's a great idea. And we'll get into that in a different podcast. But we want to kind of start generating that income again right away. Mm -hmm. And so the first one uh, I'd like to say is know how to get unemployment benefits. If your restaurant closes or if you just kind of get laid off, you can get Mm -hmm. unemployment benefits uh, within what about about a week or two. And so Mm -hmm. having that profile created on your state's uh, unemployment website, I think, is a is a great thing, especially, uh, you know, with this pandemic and stuff like that. I mean, no one can predict the future these days. And who knows if there's going to be another wave, heaven forbid, but just kind of having an out plan for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and actually, I would I'd probably say maybe two points that predate or that are before unemployment because that's the, that's the thing that you want to do the second you get home is log online and apply for for unemployment benefits when you are sitting in a termination room and you know what's happening and there is one person I would ask for and you know what's happening I would ask for someone else in the room as well. Um, and if they, nice. uh, it just kind of eliminates the he said, she said situation, um, especially if it comes to um, they try to fight your unemployment, one way or another, you've got someone that was in the room that heard the situation or heard the conversation. Definitely um, not be the better person, but make sure that you are, are still being very very polite, very respectful. Um, yeah. We all know that termination sometimes they can get some hard feelings can happen. Maybe some people are raising some voices. Those things happen. We are all human beings. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in the event that there's a write-up of any kind and you do not feel like you have been represented correctly in what the write-up says, you do not have to sign it. Oh, now that's a great, uh, great oppor- or a, a great point Don't, because you yeah. get in these situations, uh, and if it says like Doctor Sunshine uh, stole ten dollars out of the till, and you're like, I didn't steal ten dollars out of the till. Uh, Frank told me to to pay the snowplower guy, yep. and you're like, No, 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 no. This is a misunderstanding here. So yeah, you do not mm-hmm. have to sign anything. <laughs> no, and uh, a lot of people aren't aren't really aware of this and I'm not really, I'm not a hundred percent on this, how updated this policy, this policy is, but for employment, if you are termed or you are laid off and you are like, I'm never going to work there again. Right. You have, I think a week to request your employee file. Oh, okay. So right. like any write up, yep. Any of that you, you can ask them to send it to you. I think there is a time limit on that piece, but 
if you're going home then and you're sitting down and you get out on the Minnesota unemployment website and you apply for unemployment and they submit paperwork and I'm throwing up quotations. Air quotes. Air quote here, everybody. Uh, air quotes. I'm, I'm air quoting. <laughs> and they submit paperwork and it says, well, he, this person was written up four times and, you know, we're, we're not, we're going to fight the unemployment. You'd want to know what those write-ups were, right? Uh, or yes. why you're being denied. So that's what, that's what they're bringing to the table is that, is that, is your, um, your personnel file essentially. So don't sign it if it's not true. Be the respectful one, hold your head high. Uh, we're all human beings. Yeah. This is not going to be the first, last, or only time you have ever been fired. Um, every single person that you look at probably has probably had that experience. This is how you navigate that space for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And after you, uh, you apply for your unemployment, start calling your contacts immediately. Uh, that's my yes. next thing is because um, uh, what I always would tell uh, new bartenders and barbacks and uh, servers is that remember when you're working, you are essentially always interviewing for your next job. Um, like you were saying at the beginning, Liz, like this, this industry is big, but it's also very small. You're kind of always interviewing for your next job when you're working. Mm -hmm. So keep that in yeah. mind uh, because you're going to get your next job most likely through someone you know or a reference Absolutely. from someone you know. Absolutely. I would be, I'd be in my car with my Bluetooth calling like all of my friends on my way home. Mm-hmm. Before I walk in the door and seem like, I'm looking, put your feelings out there for me. I always love to tell this story. Uh, so where Liz and I met <laughs> is a bar called The Refuge. Uh, the Refuge. Refu yeah, rest in peace. Well, when The Refuge closed, I was really, really worried about where I was going to get my next job. But within 24 hours, I believe I had seven job offers. So <laughs> it went from worrying about where I was going to work to worrying about where I was going to work, uh, if, you, if you follow that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's such a great example of how you're, you're going to get your next job through your contacts. And so, uh, and so if you're doing right by everyone, you know, those jobs are just going to line up for you. So. Mm -hmm. And utilizing your network. Yeah. And, yeah. And utilizing that network. People will, uh, <laughs> people will help you. People love to help other people. Don't, uh, don't be afraid to call and say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, people love to help other people. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I think we've uh, gone through plenty of time here, Liz. In review, everybody, your five kind of most important things to do when looking for a job is choosing the right spot, showing up in person, uh, having a resume on hand at all times, being willing to learn and work different shifts, uh, and then being open to learning and training. Uh, I want to thank uh, Liz for taking the time to do this. Uh, Liz, I know you're a recruiter. If anyone's looking for a job, you deal mostly with management, is it, right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, front of house, back of house, so kitchen managers, executive chefs, assistant general managers, general managers, um, so anyone in restaurant management. Um, and if, they, and if they wanted to uh, send a resume to you or follow you on uh, social media, how would they, uh, they kind of get ahead of, a hold of you? My email is a little long, but it's <laughs> E for Elizabeth, E-X-Man, my last name. That's E-C-K-M-A-N at E-H-S. 
ehsrecruitingcompany.com. And then um, a little easier, you can connect with me also on Instagram. And my handle is Lizzie underscore MPOS. All right. And I'll put those, uh, I'll put your email address and your Instagram handle in the, in the notes below this, uh, this episode. Yeah. So. Well, thanks so much, Liz, for doing this. And, of course, uh, I want to miss it. And thanks everybody. And, uh, and we'll talk to you later. Cheers. That concludes the first episode of Lifer. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, share it on your social platform and review it. On our next episode, we're going to look into the world of distilled spirits. What's the difference between, for example, vodka, gin, rum, whiskey, or brandy? I'll speak with a local expert and we'll dive into definitions and common misperceptions regarding spirits. You know, understanding spirits is a great core skill set for us lifers to have because when your guests are looking for a specific brand or style of spirit, Having suggestions in your back pocket is key to increasing sales, which, of course, leads to an increase in tips. Thanks again to my guest, Elizabeth Ekman, for joining me and giving great insights regarding job hunting in the restaurant world. If you would like to reach out to her, I have included her email address and her Instagram handle in the show notes below. As well, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I'm at sunshine with two underscores consulting feel free to reach out anytime with questions about restaurant life ideas for future episodes or any comments you have i'm looking forward to this next podcast thanks again so much for listening and cheers